0: Welcome to the Time for Success podcast with your host, Matt Barbie, and this is the show where we really dig into the topics that help business owners create freedom businesses, the, the businesses that give them more options in life and uh, give them the kind of lives that they and their families dream of. And a, a big part of that is lead generation and sales, and, and we cover that. We cover customer development, leadership, employee engagement, systems and automation, uh, but. Today, uh, we actually have a a guest getting into uh, reputation management. And and I think that's the term that's kind of kicked around. But for a lot of small business owners, uh, maybe they don't take it so seriously. Would that be fair, Adam?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think there's (laughs) a lot of misconceptions about it as well. So
0: yeah. Yeah. But I think that there's a great opportunity to be had there for the folks who do start taking it seriously. And it's not necessarily just uh, management after the sale. It really can be a very strong piece of your marketing and your sales process and customer development if you leverage it correctly. So we'll get into all that great stuff, uh, the, the, maybe the, the myths and the truths behind it all as well. Uh, but first, I, I think that there's uh, somebody I should introduce. Um, we've got Adam with Ms. Marketing. Adam McChesney here with uh, Ms. Marketing uh, today. And uh, how are you doing, Adam?
1: i'm good matt how are you
0: good i'm doing great thank you thank you um so what this whole like reputation management thing what what made you get into it in the first place like what what excited you
1: about it yeah absolutely so um you know my my background a little bit my background's primarily in sales but i started my own company about 18 months ago so um, I've done a variety of different sales, but uh, a lot of it's been in the digital marketing space. So I have a full-service digital marketing and branding agency, um, everything from your web design to search engine optimization, social media. Um, but a couple months ago, really um, started taking uh, and adding on some, some services and some software to to help out with the regiment, rep, reputation management aspect. Um, because it's one thing that you know, even the smallest of businesses, all the way up to the largest of businesses, they they have it. They need it. Um, they're They're constantly getting reviews or should be getting reviews, and there seems to be a disconnect um, for a lot of businesses out there. So it, it excited me because I saw a void, um, particularly with the customers I was always working with. And I didn't necessarily have uh, the answer that was efficient. And streamlined and also uh, made sense from a return on investment standpoint. So I started looking uh, at some other options and have a couple different software techniques now that uh, really streamline the whole process and make it affordable and um, opportunistic for pretty much any type of business. Okay, okay.
0: So I think that it, it might be fair to say that a lot of small business owners don't necessarily take, take it seriously just because it does seem like it's maybe overwhelming, or maybe not very cost effective, or they can't really necessarily put a a finger on that ROI. Is that fair?
1: It is, absolutely. And so it could be, you know, their um, confusion around how to get people to, you know, leave reviews. And and that's a a tough thing. And that's kind of one of the, the excuses or one of the the things of feedback that I get all the time is, well, hey, Adam, how do I get someone to go to my, my Google page or Facebook page? I don't even know where to send them. So it's all about the processes that you put in place, you know, mm-hmm. from, from beginning to end on, on how that is and how you utilize what you have because it, as you kind of alluded to earlier, it's really not just about getting that review. It's about what do you do with that review? How do you market that review to your audience? Your future customers, and how do you respond to the review if it's not something that um, you want to hear so I think there's there's a whole gamut of things that kind of go into that,
0: yeah, yeah, you know we had a, a previous episode about unique selling proposition, and uh, you can even maybe even leverage some of your reputation and management uh, and and how you go about getting reviews and what those reviews say as part of your unique selling proposition and I've even said that to determine your own unique selling proposition sometimes it's a good idea to go and look at your competitors who have some bad reviews and uh, learn from them what what customers hate and what they're afraid of with your industry so i think there's a lot to be learned in reviews it's not necessarily just about oh you know hey it's great to have some you know five stars if somebody goes and looks, i think there's a lot more to leveraging would that be fair to say
1: absolutely 100 percent correct
0: yeah. Okay. So maybe let's break down like reputation management because some people I think think it's just kind of, it's just, you know, if somebody leaves a, a bad comment somewhere, like maybe you go and you, you try to talk with them or maybe somebody leaves something bad on the BBB, you know, you try to resolve it. But how would you define reputation management more broadly?
1: Yeah. So I think it's just the, the way in which you um, really manage and, and streamline getting reviews. Um, but also responding to, to reviews as well, and then how you position those reviews as a tool to be able to promote your business. So there's there's the actual getting the review. There's what you do with that review, customer to cu- or, or business to customer, and then how you utilize that and leverage it out to to get more customers and to promote your business because it is something that needs to be shown to your. You know, potential potential customer and target audience.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think target audience is something that we need to definitely circle back around onto because I think that a lot of people put a a lot of information out uh, on the internet and they don't necessarily always think about the effect that it's going to have on their target target market. Um, I see that a lot right now. Uh, As a matter of fact, somebody just recently shared a an article about uh, one of the local St. Louis uh, uh, chiropractors who shared his thoughts very uh, vehemently, uh, very strongly, on social media, and how it's kind of gone viral, and it's uh, kind of like hurting his reputation, um, you know. And and uh, maybe maybe that was fine for him, but it, it you never know what's going to happen with any sort of online digital presence, and so. Ah, you, you got to be careful. So, <laughs> so what what would you say are are some of the biggest pitfalls that you've seen for business owners when it comes to reputation management?
1: So, I, I think there's just the the biggest thing is a misconception that customers um, are gonna leave the reviews when they want to, and that um, it, it, they they don't want to leave reviews, and that it's hard to get people to leave reviews, and and um it that's just not the case. Um, you know what a lot of times what we're seeing right now is, is business owners being reactive versus proactive with customer reviews, because especially at this point in time, customers, while they're leaving more reviews, I think than than before everything that's going on in the world, the customers that are going to leave the most reviews are the ones that are most vocal. And a lot of times that's a negative or a neutral view, and not necessarily a positive one. So kind of getting out to the forefront and uh, promoting reviews um, through a variety of, of processes, um, but making it easy, you know, sending an email or, or sending a text message or asking for the review, not just assuming it's going to happen or say, Hey, go to my Facebook page and do it actually give them something physical, something that they can, an action item for them to do after um, you know they 've left your business or you 've left their home if you 're doing a service those types of things so I think there there's that aspect of it, and then there's you know the aspect that hey customers just don't want to do it well, did you ask you know i I think there's just kind of those things you know hey i 'm too busy to do it they 're too busy to do that it 's all about getting a process in place, and whether you do it manually, whether you have an employee do it um, or you outsource it there there's an option for everyone and It's always been important, but it's now more so important than it was yesterday and will be more important tomorrow than it was today.
0: Absolutely. And and whatever we put out on the Internet doesn't just go away. Even if you think that you've deleted it, Mm -hmm. it, as soon as it's been shared or as soon as somebody got it, there's actually websites out there that archive other websites and and social media. So it's probably somewhere floating around out there if you if you put it out there at all. So it, all, all that stuff uh, just continues to, to stack up, you know, and, and it continues to paint the image of who you are out there. And so, it, I mean, a lot of people might have done quite a bit of damage just because they weren't paying attention to it. I mean, I know people who even in, in terms of personal uh, accounts who have lost jobs, whether that's being a business owner or, you know, they've lost a, a job or a gig or an opportunity or a sale. Because people have just kind of, uh, I just said, you know, this this guy's this guy's just, just way out there. I, I mean, I, I uh, consulted with somebody a few years back, and they, on the personal page, but they would do it publicly. They would post scathing, scathing like political comments on one side of the aisle. They would kind of paint the picture that anybody with a different point of view was just kind of an idiot. You don't want everybody to think that. That you think that they're an idiot just because they have a different point of view. That that automatically distances people, and people are so charged about like political stuff. You you got to be careful, and you know with with all the stuff that's going on with the COVID and and you know coronavirus and uh, the Rona is, is that what you call it? Do you call it the Rona or do you call it COVID nineteen? Yeah,
1: I've called it COVID nineteen, but I've heard I've heard Rona
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so. You know, it, it, it's it's very easy to get very emotionally charged and post, post things that, that are going to distance people. So without thinking ahead, without tr- thinking strategically, so you're saying that, that a, lot of, a lot of people just kind of, uh, they don't really take the time to think through that, right? They don't, they take the time to consider what their digital presence might look like online and what kind of message that might convey to mm-hmm. the prospects. They might want to work with, or so the clients that they've had in the past, and whether or not it's going to make them think they want to work more with them, or work less, or bring the client with them, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think you know, everyone thinks that you know those types of, of reviews or online reputation, you know, that's important for a restaurant. Well, yeah. at, at the end of the day, it's important for a plumber. It's a for a home contractor it's important for a digital marketing agency it, it, people want to know how other people view working with you and that's mm-hmm. just the 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 long and the short of it what what other people don't realize too is that it affects your your local organic ranking with your search engine optimization so um, especially your google reviews there are businesses out there that um, we refer to it as the map pack when you type for plumber near me there's there's three, um, before the organic rankings, there's three little map uh, businesses. And you can actually outrank your competition with it, with worse ratings if you are responding to those poor ratings versus a company that has five five-star reviews and never does anything with them, never tries to get any more with it. So there's a lot of variables that go into it, but just being proactive versus reactive and giving it a try, um, I don't think enough businesses are actually putting a true and tried system in place and making making the effort to to do that.
0: Okay, reputation management. How has it kind of progressed for
1: the over the past several years, and where do you feel like it's it's going to be going? Yeah, so uh, a lot of it used to be manual. You know, you'd have to um, either you know I've seen everything from, hey, here we're going to send you a, a thank you link, and would love for you just to to go click on that to go to our Facebook page and, and go from there or, you know, Hey, reputation management here, just write down something on a piece of paper and, and we'll share it type of type of thing. So in the past couple of years, it's, it's gotten a lot more automated. There's software that um, allow for a system to reach out to, you know, past customers, customers on a weekly basis with an email or a text and all of your platforms to be able to get multiple reviews in multiple places. Um, So I think the automation and the efficiency standpoint, it's only going to get better. That's really where this is all going. But the aspect of not only streamlining the process, but also what you do with it, I think is something that over the past couple of years has really taken off. You can now link your social media accounts so when you do have a great five star review coming in you can then share it to your facebook page and and say hey here's what you know matt had when i worked on his uh you know basement remodel and here's what his thoughts were so you can social proof it not just get the review and be all high and mighty about it and have other people see it when they want to see it you can now promote it and use it as a selling tool so i think mm-hmm. Um, there's only going to be more of that. There's only going to be better efficiencies and more streamlined processes down the line.
0: So, when you get the, the good reviews, uh, the future is kind of more automation and being able to share it to the larger audience rather than it kind of being stuck in its own little place. And so, the only way that somebody's going to see it is if they happen to go to that particular place to look. But if you can, and, and, and you don't want to have your clients or your customers going to every social media every type of review site to leave something. So you're saying that some of the tools that you can put in place will actually take it and and post it to these different locations?
1: Correct, yeah. So you'll be able to share it, um, you know, be able to get it out there. And, and, And the other thing is, you know, managing... Um, you know, with all these different outlets it's kind of managing the amount of reviews you're getting you don 't want it to seem spammy you don 't want it to seem overwhelming if you haven't gotten reviews in six months, and all of a sudden, you know, I just sign up a client with one of my softwares and they get fifteen reviews. We uh, there's software out there that will gradually what we call drip them. You know that way you're not having to manage that on the back end. So just more automation, more streamlined processes, but you know having a why behind we're doing it. We're not just doing this to do that. We're doing it because we're going to use it as a selling tool at some point.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, I think that's great, and and I think that uh, business owners probably oftentimes kind of have to adopt it step by step, right? Mm -hmm. So. Uh, just like with anything I mean even when I'm trying to get one of my clients to start using their CRM tool a little bit more you know we have to work in the process so okay so when you get a call what do you do with it do you scratch the information on a piece of paper or do you immediately pick up your phone and put their information in the app what kind of notes do you put in there you know all that kind of stuff so similarly with reputation management for it to not become overwhelming thinking like oh my gosh like I've got a I've got to put this tool in place. I've got to do this and I've got to do that. What are, what are some good steps that you would recommend for people to kind of at least start somewhere and break? Yeah, them?
1: absolutely. Absolutely. So starting, um, you know, to to implement this in, into your business or organization is relatively easy. Um, I would focus on either a Facebook or a Google business listing as far as those are the two main ones that you want to be getting reviews at. And I would focus on on one or the other. You know, if you have more reviews on one than the other, maybe shift your focus to the one that has the, the less amount of reviews. But creating just a simple link that you can either manually email to a customer after they leave or what I've been doing to to clients that just like, Hey, can you, you know, my, my Facebook page is facebook.com slash Ms. Marketing X, Y, Z, all this stuff. The URL is so long. I don't want to send that in an email to my customer or send that in a text so we can create like a quick, you can go and create yourself a quick bit.ly link and, you know, get it to uh, something simple and easy and shoot over as a text, you know, Hey, will you leave a review for me? Great okay, I'll do it when I get home. No, let me go ahead and just text it to you right now and then you can actually get it right to the review portion of the page and they click five stars and whether it's Facebook, Google, what have you, and it's right there. So just making it easier for them and also making it easier for yourself. Hey, I'll shoot over an email right now. No, no worries versus assuming that they're going to do it because once they walk out the door, um, you can email it to them. I'll text it to them, but they're less likely as soon as they leave. So trying to get it done right then and there as the transaction has, Mm -hmm. um, you know, finished is is a great opportunity. You know, I've been working with businesses to kind of create the the urgency around that. So whether that's, you know, a a discount off a a future service or a a free appetizer, you know, being creative in how you're going to do it, because, you know, at the end of the day, people will leave those reviews. But if there's an incentive to do so, that's where you're going to see reviews in large amounts
0: yeah yeah now i i know people do have to be somewhat careful about how they're offering incentives for reviews because uh, you know if they're if they're saying hey i'll give this to you for like a five-star review you know Mm -hmm. or they're trying to incentivize based on the nature of what's in there you know that can that could actually be a i think even a federal offense so yeah you do have to be careful in, in what you're saying and how you're wording it and whatnot but to ask people for reviews and just, you know, pre- showing appreciation. And uh, it, that's not necessarily, uh, I mean, of course, talk to your attorney and, you know, local, you know, all state and local laws, but, yeah. but um, but that can be a, a good part of the program, as long as you're not trying to influence necessarily uh, the, the specifically what the reporting in those reviews, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent.
0: Yeah. Okay. So. At least with getting a, a link or some sort of template that you could maybe text to somebody when you're right there is a good place to start, maybe a short Bitly link you're saying, yeah, because mm-hmm. I know, you know when, when I'm trying to get my clients to to start you know embracing this because I mean it is it is a, a big part of even something that we use to kind of uh, bolster their unique selling propositions and whatnot yeah it's it, we, we always start with at least some sort of script or template. Where they can just copy and paste it into a, a, an email or maybe a text message, really quickly, and they always have it on hand, and then try to work that into, you know, the, the the sales process or work that into, you know, the operational process if they're going to do it after like a, a longer term job is going to complete. So you want to make sure that you have it easy and available there, and something easy for even your sales guys and gals and your tradesmen or or your laborers or you know, whoever's having that interaction with the client so they can easily use it and they don't have to try to make it up every time. So then they start there and then maybe it's a good idea to even, especially if you're like using a CRM, to, to automate that, right? So you get a job completion and it's marked completed maybe in your, your CRM, then it'll automate uh, some sort of uh, survey or, or something like that, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you can do, you know, an internal survey, or an internal survey that then allows them to also get connected to Google, Facebook, Yelp, any of those types of things. So there's that automation process that they can go ahead and and do. And then, you know, mm-hmm. assuming you're connected via email to your Facebook page, Google account, those types of things, you'll get a notification once someone submits those reviews. So then that way you can really monitor that and respond right away because it's important to respond, whether it be good or bad or or neutral to really respond to that. That's what these platforms want to see. The more responsive counts with more reviews are going to be able to have more authority and outrank the the competitors.
0: Okay. So if you can uh, start working that into your systems and automating it now, you were going to say absolute best practice processes for reputation management. What, what would that process look like? What would that workflow look like there for that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So kind of going back on some of the stuff that we were talking about earlier, I would say have that Bitly link, whether uh, you mm-hmm. text it or email it to them right when, when you're right there and ask for that review in person, if right. possible to, right. to get that at that moment, but at least having that ready to go and not, just email people a week from the time that business ends. So have a process in place that, that has the link ready to go, have an intention, whether you're going to Facebook or Google and text or email that out right away. So that's where I would definitely start. And as you mentioned, linking that up potentially in the beginning to the CRM. So then that way, if you're not doing it manually, you can get it automated that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, making sure everything's linked up and ready to go, so that way you can then manage the review and be able to respond and potentially share it down the line if you needed to do that as well
0: having the the, you know, the, the automated systems and, and maybe the in-person, you know, the in person systems as well to be able to ask for it up front and then what about on the on the back side so let 's say you 've got some reviews let's say you get good reviews what should you do with a good review? Should you just let it hang out there or
1: should you say thank you? What would you suggest? Yeah, so I, I recommend responding to all reviews. So mm-hmm. it is, especially on Google. So Google is very adamant on responses. So whether, mm-hmm. again, it's a good review, bad review, neutral, what have you. So yes, I would always recommend responding to everything, especially those those negative reviews to make sure you can work out the problem with that customer. But more importantly, when customers, potential customers are looking at those reviews and they see a negative review and they don't see a response, that starts to get them worried like, okay, this business definitely knows something was wrong and they weren't willing to get to the bottom of it. That's even more so of an issue when you see those reviews where there's responses on all the good reviews, but then there's not responses on the negative reviews. So that's Mm. just you then. But even if there's just no responses at all, that's that's also a problem. So, you know, being uh, attentive and assertive to responses, good, bad, or indifferent is very important. And then taking it to the next level of, of the social proof of, you know, sharing it to your your Facebook page and, you know, Instagram, any of those other outlets that you're utilizing to be able to kind of say, okay, here's what Matt had to say about our services and, you know, thank you, Matt, for the review. We really appreciate the opportunity to earn your business and look forward to working with you again in the future. You know, something as simple as that, not only are you responding to the review, but you're also taking it to the next level and using it to sell. Because not enough people, really a fraction of the market are actually sharing it to their social media. They're they might be responding to it, but their potential audience is only ever seeing it if they're going to look at the reviews.
0: So on the back end of it, after you've got the review, you need to make sure that you're responding to it. You need whether it's good or bad, um, especially if it's bad and, mm-hmm. and digging down to it. I know that a lot of folks they don't want to have to deal with bad information and it can be really, really frustrating. But the the message that it conveys to anybody who's looking at the reviews is that you don't care, it, even though you probably do care, you know, mm-hmm. but it, it just, it makes it look like you don't care, right? Yeah. And, and that you're not, you're not willing to, to take the time to see and figure out, like you said, you know, getting to the bottom of it, you know, what, what actually happened? And is there a way to fix it? So you, you need to make sure that you follow up on that. And then I encourage people who are clients, you know, whenever they get a good amount of reviews. You know, if if you can be the one with the most positive reviews, or even just even the most reviews in your segment in your area, I mean, that can be part of your unique selling proposition. That your clients and customers are so engaged that they're leaving reviews for you. So e- even if you've got negative reviews, you say, look, you know, I'll be on honest. You know, you know, we uh, we care a lot about our clients, and and if they ask about it, it's like you know, it's like yeah, but as you can see, we we responded we took care of them so i mean we're all human beings but really you can you can measure the quality of the the company and how it deals with the negative situation you can really see how they they care about relationship and the longevity of their clients and and really i mean everybody says they've got great customer service right i mean i don't think that i've ever seen a, a, a Facebook page or a business page that, that try to talk at all about what's so great about them without saying, oh, you know, we, we've got great customer service. Well, that's one way that you actually show it, right? Because everybody else might say they got great customer service. But if there's not good reviews or if there's bad reviews that are kind of saying the opposite and then they never went back and responded or tried to fix it or any of that, then it's like, OK, so you're just you're just saying that. You don't really have any anything to back it up. You don't really even know how to deal with difficult situations. Uh, I think that's huge, and 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 then you can actually leverage that as as really like proactive marketing. So mm-hmm. by using that as part of your unique selling proposition, you know, that, that our clients are, are reviews. you know, we've got, you know, 97% satisfaction ratings or you know, those kind of things. So you mentioned a little bit about this this software um, that you use. So it's like in the instance of this software, how does it kind of make the entrepreneur's life a little bit easier?
1: Absolutely. So the biggest Thing that people have liked about it is kind of the onboarding process. So they'll have, depending upon how long they've been in business, they could have their entire customer list. That you know, hey, we just we don't have very many reviews. And what we do is in the onboarding process, we bring them on and take that entire customer list, and we'll send out just an initial email to and or text to get them to to leave that review and so so that part is great because they have this wealth of happy customers that they just haven't gotten that review from and this allows them allows us to do it for them at no extra charge this is already part of the package so there's that aspect of it and then you know if they have a crm or whatever they use to track their customers They can send it to us on a weekly, monthly, sometimes if it's a restaurant, potentially even a daily basis. So then that way we can get it while it's still fresh. So there's that. And then when we're asking for the review or the automation system is asking for the review, they're submitting that review and then having the ability to see all of our profiles in one place. So there's the ability to link up to 50 different accounts. So that could be your Google account, your Facebook account, Yelp, Yahoo, all of those different things, whatever's important to you. And let's say if someone doesn't have a Facebook account, but they have a Yelp and they have a Google, they can go and submit those reviews all in one place versus having to have 15 different browsers open and find, you know, miz marketing for every single one. So, mm. it's about the automation on the front end and on the back end of what we're able to do because you'll see almost a dramatic increase within those first 30 days, reviews just from past customers that you've always had but you didn't want to go and put them in an email list and and you didn't want to go send an email out with seven different links you you just have one one link that gets sent and it can be text to them as well so a lot of people like to do that obviously instead of the email.
0: <laughs> so even when you're doing that one-on-one uh, interaction can you can you text them that specific link that takes them to the software absolutely, absolutely
1: okay. yep okay. so so that's something that um, one of my clients that I just signed up, he's like, I'm putting these on all my business cards because we can get a QR code
0: mm-hmm. so then that
1: way he does it. He's getting a bunch of flyers for his salespeople to, to go And after the service is over, the roofing and construction company to get them to to do it right then and there. And then, you know, they can put it in their offices and, and anything else as well. But, you know, we have um embeddable widgets that you can have in your email address. So in that way when you're emailing back and forth with someone. They can see your reviews, see them all in a streamlined place. And then there's uh, something that we can actually put on the website as well. You know, you'll see on some websites where at the, the very bottom of the, the left or the right of any given website where a bunch of five-star or four-star reviews start popping up. And, you know, Joan had a great experience today at the restaurant. We can embed that on there as well, so that way there's more Mm. social proof activity.
0: That's great. So getting those little, uh, I mean, not the big pop-ups that are really annoying on the site, but those little like message boxes, just
1: just little small ones. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Just being able to show that social proof, that's great. Yeah. I mean, yeah, people want to know. At the end of the day, people want to know that other people had great experiences.
1: Absolutely.
0: And and so you know the the social proof of it all. I mean, you know, I, I get. I get clients that ask me about like references, you know, and it, before we start and, you know, I'm like, look, there's plenty of people who've said great things about me online, you know, you know, that's kind of the, the lazy man's approach. And then it wastes somebody else's time. You know, you, you want one of my clients to, to kind of waste their time, you know, trying to you know talk with you. I'm like, besides that, I'm only going to send you to somebody that I want you to talk to. I mean, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah there's anybody I'm out laughing. there, for some reason I wouldn't want you to talk to them, I'm not going to give you their phone number, so I don't know what you're really, you know, I, I, I was going to laugh about that, you know, yeah, and, and people are going to are gonna more and more, and they already have, I mean, millennials look on Yelp, uh, people look at, at restaurants, I mean, my wife and I, whenever we're looking at what restaurants to go to, um, you know, we, we definitely look online, when we're working with a tradesperson, you know, we look online, i mean it's great a lot of a lot of people have, have uh you know they've got some you know maybe a facebook page and a couple of posts and so if they've at least got a facebook page and a couple of posts that's nice and all but it, you know if, if they can't do the time to at least do social media management at least if they've got some good reviews to kind of back it up which is pretty easy conversation with each of them. Or like you said, just kind of an email blast. At least you got something going on to show some social proof. And that might be a little bit easier to manage for some folks who are just trying to kind of get a hold of their digital presence a little bit more. Was that fair to say?
1: Absolutely. It can be as simple as we mentioned before, just You know, sending them a simple link when you're right there. It doesn't have to be a a crazy software or crazy process. It's just getting it started. And I think once business owners see how simple and easy it is and that they just went ahead and asked for the review. It's just like asking for the sale, but you've already completed the sale. So assuming you did your job right and assuming the the work is what you said you were gonna do, you know, those customers should be pretty you know open and, and come come forward um as far as leaving that review so it's it's all about the perception and how it's based
0: yeah yeah now what about what are your thoughts on that uh, black mirror episode though where uh where everybody every individual is is rated by uh by everybody else with every interaction did you, did you ever see that episode i did
1: not no oh oh
0: okay <laughs> <laughs> sorry Maybe. Maybe it's worth doing some research, right? No, but, uh, well, <laughs> so I, it, it's interesting to, to think about this, but, you, you know, the, the future is, you know, kind of, uh, you know, potentially in that even for for individuals, which is really, really kind of scary to think about that, you know, individuals could be like socially rated. But I know that China has kind going to use some sort of system like that in the past as well. That might be taking it too far. What do you think? Do you think you, having a, a social rating from everybody that you interact with as an individual might be taking
1: it too far? Potentially. Um, yeah. You but, you know, there's, <laughs> there's definitely. I mean, there's solo entrepreneurs or solo businesses that, hmm. you know, based on work and social aspect, that's kind of what some of those reviews are anyway. It's, it's, uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it it really is. And so if you are a solopreneur, it uh it might be something that you might really even want to think about and and uh and, and embrace the this kind of idea because again, you know, it goes back to even your social your your, your personal social posts um you know, I, I I encourage business owners who who, who unfortunately, like other you know, there are some political figures I suppose that that haven't embraced this concept. But if you feel very passionate about something and it, and you're you you don't want to necessarily uh, alienate uh, you know half of your your potential clients, you know, you might want to consider having like a private account, you know, private social media account where you just got the few friends where you can have those discussions and you know it's kind of safe and and everything that you post in there is only visible by friends and maybe use kind of a different name Uh, and that way you can kind of have that interaction that you seek. but to to just post it publicly on your on your your page you know that's dangerous and it can really really hurt your your relationships There's, there's another thing that you can do too is you know if you if there's a certain uh group of people that like to have this conversation you can create a private group so anything that you have that's like politically or, or, you know, charged on any subject, you know, you could put it into that group. That's a private discussion group. Now there is still some risk if, you know, somebody gets in that group who for some reason does get pissed off, they could still, sorry, sorry for the language, but they get upset. Mm -hmm. They could still take a a screenshot of, of what you put on there or something like that. So it's not still not completely safe, but it's a little bit safer than just going out there and just, blasting stuff across the world you know go back to that idea of that target market a lot of business owners especially solopreneur solopreneurs don't take the time to understand who are their, their a grade clients maybe they're a and b type clients you know that kind of that grading a is awesome clients and b they they be okay you know the c kind of see yourself out and you know only goes downhill from there but you know those a and b clients are the, the people that you love and it takes and, and it's a good idea to really, to really take the time to, to understand what their interests are and, and you know, what their focus is and, and what their goals and ambitions are and all that kind of stuff. And, and if you create your digital presence around that, that's going to build that relationship so much better um, than just kind of, you know, boring old posts. Would you say that even if you're going to get into kind of some of the the nuance of of digital presence and, and reputation management, how would you say that that really understanding your target market avatar? What's your opinion in terms of how that affects affects your 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 ability to use your digital presence to to get more leads and develop your customer base?
1: I think it's extremely important. I mean, I think if you're talking to you know, for for my example, if I'm talking to uh, you know, a home remodeler, uh, you know, he's yeah, he might want a reference, but maybe he just wants to see a review in a, in a website that I've built in, in their ranking, stuff that that I have, that if I'm doing the, the review portion, that if I'm doing everything correctly, should just speak for itself. So I, I think as long as you're finding first and foremost that that target customer, you've identified kind of your A and B type, and then you've Kind of rinse and repeat, repeat those reviews. The the scope of the work, and and you have that all right there. You're going to be able to kind of walk from point A to point B to both customer bases. Now, obviously, with with anything, you're you're going to have reviews from your your not so I, ideal clients, and, the, and those could still be good reviews. But but at least you are positioning yourself to when I have my cream of the crop, my my bread and butter client to where I can say, hey, before you even ask, I just want to show you what I've done and here's the review and here's my package. Try to see what else is out there if you want to, but be forthcoming with your digital marketing and with your reputation management and your reviews because not enough people are doing that. It's more of that reactive approach. Oh, Matt, just ask me for my references. Well, obviously, you know, I need to go put those together and I need to I need to piece together what I'm going to do versus, Hey Matt, I know you're probably going to ask us. We get asked this all the time. Here's what I got. And
0: they're Mm -hmm. going to be like,
1: wow, I've talked with three other contractors or three other whoever, and no one did any of that. Mm -hmm. So it's all the way that you position it and how you envision selling to that ideal client and having that ready to
0: go. You know, and, and I think it even comes down to around, even some of the the messaging too, that, you know, if if your target, if, if you, if you're trying to build your uh, your your business for the type of target client who just wants the cheapest deal, right? The, like the the Walmart of you know your industry, not something that I would recommend, but if, if that's the way that you want to go and, and for some reason you have a very streamlined process and you can operate profitably with that, then you you know you would want to steer some of your messaging that way. On the flip side, if let's say you're a contractor and you get some bad reviews about, yeah, we try to work with those people and they're expensive. And I mean, sometimes you've got the, the quote unquote trolls that do that kind of stuff, you know, they'll jump on there. But if you've got a good answer for that, just talking about, well, you know, this is the level of quality and the and the level of detail. And, you know, this is how we go about with our project management. If you've got some of those answers ready to go, it, you know, again, it's not necessarily something to ignore just you know, because somebody's saying, well, you know, this guy's, this guy is ridiculous. How much they charge? You know, if you if you can really explain that well, you know, you you would know that your target market it you would know that your target market values quality over cost. And you, and and you'd be you'd be ready to to kind of to respond to that in a way that that really speaks to your target market and and gets them to be more engaged despite a negative review. Just kind of some some little nuances there. So. But um, you know we're, we're kind of running out of time. Is there anything else that you want to hit upon that we missed today?
1: No, not really. Like I said, I think the, the biggest point that that I was trying to to get across and hopefully came across was just have some sort of plan in place, yeah. whether that it's manual and it's um, as as simple as asking for it and having a link ready to go, or if you you do want to do, I mean, there there's different software you can create your own processes, things like that, and, and to streamline it, but At the end of the day, you know, before all of this stuff with with COVID, online reputation was important. It was always important to get reviews. That hasn't changed, but the level of importance has increased now more than ever and will be that much more in the future. People are supporting more and more small businesses because of all this and will continue to do so in the future. But what comes with that is more and more people are going to do their due diligence, and they're gonna look online before they used to just find a restaurant close to them. They're gonna go and they're gonna look at the review when they're going to find the painter down the street. They're they're gonna get multiple bids, they're gonna get, you know, all that stuff. And so I think you know, having a digital marketing presence is obviously important, but even the aspect of how you manage your reputation online is is gonna become a whole new level in and, and again just having that plan in place, whether you're a one-person solo entrepreneur or you're you know, uh, a, a company with 100-plus employees. No matter what you're selling, it's important.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. What's a great way for folks to be able to get a hold of you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you can uh, head to my website, which is www.mizmarketing.com. So that's M-I-Z-Z marketing.com. Uh, Probably the easiest way is calling or texting my cell phone, which is 314-540-9092. And my email address is adam at msmarketing.com.
0: Thanks, Adam. Again, I appreciate it. And again, if you're a solopreneur or you've got a, a business that's doing a few million dollars, but you're still feeling like it relies on you to be successful every day. well, the definition of a scalable business is something that can continue to grow, and can continue to be profitable and grow in its profits without you having to be there every day. And so, if you really would like a, a scalable business that gives you that freedom, those opportunities, those those uh, those, those choices in life, as opposed to being a kind of a slave to your own business, please feel free to give me a call. Again, my name is Matt Barbee, 314-441-5423. Thanks. Thanks, Matt.